In this episode of the Sailing Doodles podcast, we've got Sydney. She is a former crew member with Sailing Doodles. She helped us do a delivery and then now a current crew member again. So I'm interested that uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking to her. Welcome to the Sailing Doodles podcast, where we talk to all sorts of people in the sailing and boating community. It's available wherever you get your audio podcasts and on YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash sailing doodles. All right, and we're live. I don't know if you could hear her uh, laughing in the background over that or not, but yeah, so I always cheers. Yeah, she laughs cheers. a lot. So cheers. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, basically, uh, tell me. <laughs> she, she can't handle it. What, uh, all right, so tell me a little bit about your story. Who are you? Where are you from? What's going well, on? Well, my name is Sydney. <laughs> okay. I'm from North Carolina. I met you in the Virgin Islands when, I guess, long story short, I graduated from college with marketing major, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Just a little closer there. Okay, there a little closer. Perfect. No, not, it's not too close, but that's all right. Yeah, there you go. Um, I graduated with a marketing major. That's okay. <laughs> good? All right. Yeah, you're good. And I moved to Atlanta, and I was in like the finance corporate world. And then also was in a relationship, broke up with a boyfriend, ended up following my best friend out here to the Virgin Islands, was out here doing fitness, and was a tour guide on Honeymoon Beach. Then COVID happened. Right, yeah. And you guys sailed up at Honeymoon Beach, Mm -hmm. and I met you guys at the bar and was your bartender, (laughs) which was really fun. Yeah, no, it's uh, so, and then I get, you went home for a little while though, right after that, and then you flew back to help us get back. Definitely, yeah. Okay. So I ended up flying home because my sister had a baby. Yeah. And then I wanted to do something fun. I think at the time I was just doing like side hustle gigs. So when Sam, who is our mutual friend from the buddy boat um, called me up. I was delivering flowers. Were you really delivering yeah. flowers? Like for like, what? I mean, like how? Like how? For what company? It was just some random friend of a friend of my mom's, mm-hmm. and I was like just working out at home, helping be an aunt and delivering flowers for cash. <laughs> so you, so then uh, what Sam called you up and said, Hey, these guys need crew. Are you interested in doing it? And I mean, what were your thoughts when you first heard about that? Sam was like, you, you should reach out because one, I'll be buddy boating. Yeah. And two, he was like, you've been wanting to sail right. and learn something new and get back on the water because I was talking to him, I'm like, when do you think things will open back up? Because obviously we didn't know what would happen. Sure. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out. And if they need extra crew, this is going to be awesome. Oh, no, we definitely. So what we're talking about is basically uh, last year, May 20th or so, uh, we had to sail back because the original plans was to take my old boat down to uh, Grenada for hurricane season. Um, And then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. They were shut down. So we needed to bring the boat back to the east coast of the U.S. That's a pretty long sale we did it in like 11 days but that was with two nights stopped otherwise right. it would have been like nine days um and that's a long way to go for a crew of two so we had you and then my friend uh dave came and, and helped out too so <laughs> we had we had a good time we had a really good yeah. time was this, so was that your first real sailing experience doing that like that was that was my first long trip on a sailboat the only other trip that i had done 
was to St. Croix from St. John, which is only like six hours. So when I told my parents that I was coming on the first initial delivery, they were like, what are you doing? And who are you going with? You're going to get on a sailboat with someone you don't even know. And I was like, honestly, I met them already. They seem cool. And it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Not many people get to do right. this. Well, so I mean, I yeah, like, I mean, it's like what, might as well trust fifteen hundred miles or something, whatever it is. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. get to do that very often. But what, what? Uh, so, I mean, unfortunately, you got a little bit of a taste of it when we stopped in the Bahamas for a couple nights, but we still weren't allowed to really go ashore or do anything. Mm-hmm. But so, there's a bit of a difference between doing a delivery and like being able to go cruise around the islands. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. Definitely. So now, I mean, what our longest sail has been like just a few hours, right? Three That's hours. It, three yeah. hours. Yeah. And it's been, we've been relaxing yeah. and having so much fun. The delivery was fun, but we definitely all at one point were just like oceaned out, right. sunned out, and Probably done talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was 10 days straight stuck on right. a little boat. With so, no service. Right. Too. So you didn't really get to experience the cruising life on a sailboat mm-hmm. like properly. But, I mean, just being on the boat itself, what do you, what, I mean, what are your takeaways? Like, what did you like about being the, the sailboat as opposed to the motorboat? And then the motorboat versus the sailboat. Which one do you like better cool. and why? What are the features? I feel like I can't totally answer that because I haven't gotten the cruising experience Mm -hmm. of the sailboat. But when we were sailing, I really enjoyed just like the rocking motion over the waves. And you're like totally in when we were sailing and actually sailing with the spinnaker up. That was so cool to just be able to sit on the front and just vibe out to the ocean. And yeah. Well, I, just cruise that way. I will say, yeah, it's definitely when you're actually under sail on a sailboat, it is pretty magical because, I mean, it's quiet mm-hmm. and you're sitting there moving. Right. I mean, so it is nice when you're doing that. Uh, and then, you know, so far we've had, I mean, either our, our legs on the on this boat have either been so short or we've been going straight into the wind and waves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you can go out on the bow and hang out when we're underway, especially when we're going like downwind or across the wind. Right. It's not too bad, but. You know, but there's so much more spray on a motorboat too. Oh my god! Because we're going faster too. Well, the the powerboat is awesome because, like, we are able to zip from here to there, mm-hmm. and especially now with not knowing what's open and what we can do, right? It's fun to just pop around to different places, and then I like being on the front of the boat. That's probably my favorite spot on any boat, but. Um, it is cool to be up higher to right. see the view of the ocean and what you're approaching to. Yeah, I that like is. That. Yeah, it is true. I mean, because you got to think about. I mean, for the cockpit on most sailboats, you're only like five feet above the water, mm-hmm. whereas, or maybe not even that much in some sailboats. But like on a mo- this boat, I mean, we're up there. We're ten feet, ten feet above the water, fifteen feet, right. whatever. So yeah, it is kind of nice. And then we haven't had a dinghy until recently, though. So that's been kind of pain in the ass. That but. has been probably the most hilarious thing (laughs) (laughs) well one of them (laughs) that we've just had to deal with wind and getting to and from the beach that way well the video uh i guess i guess we didn't film it 
because uh, the video that's coming out this week for on sailing doodles uh, was the one when we uh, in Culebra trying to get bo- the butt. Oh, you know. yeah. We didn't really film it because we were we were so uh, so <laughs> it was blowing twenty knots and the paddleboard. We were it was we were packing like a lot uh, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really want to take the paddle boards and it was a long paddle in. It would have been anyway. So we, we loaded up the dinghy. And the motor wasn't working, and so it was easy getting downwind to the right. dock. But back from back to the dock it was was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that we had everybody who we had to do that. Oh yeah, I mean if it wasn't because I was rowing and you guys you, you guys were paddling with the uh, we were yeah. paddling. It would have been if it was just oh. somebody trying to row. Oh my gosh, there's it would have been no way. Yeah, it would have been awful. <laughs> so, but so I mean, how do you like the cruising lifestyle here? I mean, what's uh, I mean like island hopping? I mean that seems kind of like your forte, right? Because you're kind of a bit of a vagabond. Yes, I guess so. Um, I love. I love seeing new spots. Mm-hmm. It's awesome to be back in the Virgin Islands territory because I can revisit friends and right. see the favorite beaches that I like to do. But I think my favorite part about the trip so far was Culebrita. Yeah, Culebrita is pretty beautiful. Uh, and just like being able to see new beaches. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was more open in the places that we had have been to because... And we could get, like, a more rich taste of what, like, the culture is like and the community on the different islands. But, yeah, I love enjoying just meeting new people who kind of have the same um, vibe and energy as we do. And they're excited to see blue crystal water and sandy beaches and drink a beer on the beach. Right. Well, I I think think the way – the reason Culebrita and Culebro were so good um, is that – I don't know. The U.S. Virgin Islands is great, but I mean, it's very crowded. There's a lot of boats here. So any anchorage that's worth anything is full all the time or there's moorings. And so, you know, you can't really just have a beach to yourself. You know what I mean? Like in mm-hmm. Culebrita, yeah, there were tour boats that came every day and there were like three or four other boats in the bay. But, you know, most of them left by evening. And so we had the beach to ourselves, you know. It was that nice. was awesome. Yeah. I think that's what's so appealing, too, about traveling, especially by boat. Even when we did, you know, the delivery in mm-hmm. that longer passage, we were coming up on islands and beaches that no one was on. Mm-hmm. So when we did have that space to go explore, we're like, oh, maybe no one's found this little nook yeah. before and we can go play and do whatever. That's the great thing about the Bahamas um, is that there are 700 islands and only like I don't know, maybe 20 are inhabited. Mm. And so you can have your own private island every day if you want. You know what I mean? See, that would be really fun. Yeah. So uh, I I don't – I mean, I've already done the Bahamas like three times now, so I'm not going to go back through there for a while. But I don't know. I haven't really decided. I don't know. I mean, I still got to figure out what's going going on, what I'm going to do. I don't know. Mine is – on other waters. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping this boat for at least another year, um, and I'll do another season in the Caribbean. So, uh, so w- when I put the when I put the boat away for hurricane season, then next November, I'll come back to the to uh, the Caribbean and hopefully hit all the places that I wasn't able to hit because COVID's closed down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe go back through the Bahamas on the way back. And I'll probably take it to the East Coast uh, next summer. And at that point, maybe sell it. Because, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Pacific's been calling my name lately. Yes. I wonder, though, what it would be like doing that same trip with this boat. Well, can't. Um, you can't? No. Uh, this boat uh, – and it's one of those things that – when you buy a boat for, say, you buy a sailboat or even a trawler or whatever, 
until you've actually done uh, experienced uh, sailing or, or trawling, you don't really know what you want in a boat. Mm. And so this boat is great. I love this boat, but it's really made for getting somewhere quick and hanging out for a couple weeks or whatever, and then going back to a marina or whatever. Uh, whereas, because it only get, I mean, I only, I can only go about maybe 700 miles on this boat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And crossing the Pacific is like 2,700 miles. So you need at least a boat that'll do 3,000 miles. Right. And so a sailboat's great for that because wind is free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but a trawler, you would need a trawler capable of going at least a couple thousand miles because then you can add fuel bladders and do all that to get that extra range if you need it. Um, so this boat would not be a Pacific crossing boat. Um, I, you know, not I, I not say, I mean, I, I, I don't know what I, boat I will do it in. I mean, I really do like the trawler lifestyle because it's just convenient. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a little faster and you don't have to wait on wind and all that stuff. So I don't know. Um, but I mean, I, I think if I go across the Pacific again, I'll be leaning more towards catamaran, like a sailing cat. Definitely. Uh, you know, like a that big would one. be fun. Yeah. I've kind of, you know, uh, like the, um, so we met um, some patrons, uh, uh, Ryan and Leslie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so they have a they have a privilege 615. I think theirs is the newer generation. Um, but I would I would love something like that. Oh, I would sleep outside on that oh, boat. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful boat. <laughs> it's and so beautiful. Did you did you go down in and see the master cabin? I did. Yeah. And that's like I feel like the sailboat lifestyle would be in my opinion would be like more for a couple because you are living in closer quarters. Mm-hmm. This lifestyle, like how we're cruising, is way more comfortable for just hanging out, inviting people over on the boat, doing work if yeah. we need to do it, and then also working out on the back yeah. of the boat, too. That's way more comfortable. But a catamaran, I feel like, would merge the two because you get like both the outside and the inside entertainment. Yeah. Um, but you have wider space. Yeah. So you can have better dance parties. <laughs> better dance party. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, that's great. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the good thing about a cat is that you do have two holes, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if, uh, sorry, I got to fix this real quick. It's been bugging me. Uh, and that's what you get for doing this live. Okay. And there we go. Okay, got it fixed. Uh, but uh, so, so uh, people don't know. They've said they've asked like on the videos, like, "What are you staring at down there?" Well, I've actually got this keypad right here. This controls like all the various scenes. Like I can hit something, I can go there, and now it's a switch, and then I can stop, start recording. Plus, then I'm looking at the levels on the computer. Can we have different backgrounds? Uh, <laughs> I am not that advanced. I, I should probably look. I'm sure it will do that. Put I just have green done it. screen up. Yeah, Bobby. green screen. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, for this boat, I, the re- I like this boat, especially in a lot of trawlers are the same way because you do have that out, outdoor space, mm-hmm. which feels like you're on a boat, right? right? I mean, and it is nice to be out there. You're looking at the water, you're doing all that, you're feeling the wind go by. But the thing I really like about it is the interior space on this doesn't necessarily feel like a boat. It feels more like an apartment where you can just hang out. And so you get... Because after you, for me anyway, after mm-hmm. I've been on a boat for three months, I'm ready to get off the boat for a while. Just because, you know, after three months, I'm like, okay, I could use some time off of the boat. After six months, I'm like, get me off this boat right. for like a couple <laughs> weeks. You know what I mean? I Whereas, haven't even experienced that yet. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, you haven't been on here long enough. Only I know. A month. I know. Yeah. A month. A Is little bit month? over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with this boat, I mean, if I just wanted to like hibernate and like, you know, do nothing for a couple of days and forget I'm on the water, I can do that here. You know, you I mean? definitely can. Yeah. 
So as long as maybe you're in a marina or a spot that's yeah. not as yeah as rolling. We've had a couple uh, <laughs> places that were not great. That one. So we were at, at Trunk Bay on St. John, and normally it's really not a great anchorage mooring mm-hmm. spot because it does get a lot of swell. I'm coming through there, but the wind was out of the south and it was great. And we so we started off there and then it ended poorly at like one in the morning. Oh yeah, that was awful. I woke up and I just couldn't even sleep. And so I went and sat on the top of the boat and was just thinking I was going to see a mermaid or something <laughs> <laughs> well, out of the water. We were maybe going crazy too, but yeah, well, you, yeah, well, you've already been crazy. So yeah, yeah I am. I might be really mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> no, you're great. You're a lot of fun to have on the boat. So, um, so you've been, so like you went home, like after you, um, Sailed with us to the crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went back home, what, North Carolina for a little bit. And then how did you end up in Hawaii? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. You want to talk about it? <laughs> no, we can definitely talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I came back from the crossing and was just at home. And I kind of just set my mind on being like an aunt. And I was just like, I'll just stay in Charlotte and this will be great. And I'll watch my little niece grow up and Mm -hmm. I'll figure out. I kind of was debating on what kind of career I wanted. But honestly, this isn't really a good time to like set in a career because my experience in corporate America was finance. And then I also lived this like totally non-traditional lifestyle of like being a little hippie girl going into the sea every day. So I wanted to find the in-between. And actually when we met, I had got, I received an offer to be a flight attendant. Yeah, because we were just talking about, I remember talking about that. um, That we were talking about. So I was really excited about that. And I was just like, okay, I'll wait around to see um, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but you can't see the clocks now. Oh, you can't know. see the clocks. Well, but... actually, wait a second. if I put it on this camera, no, you still can't see it. Okay. No, nope, you can't see the clocks. But yeah, go ahead. The previous podcast, everyone was <laughs> complaining about it being stuck on the time. So Bobby fixed the clocks and they dinged. Let me see. I'll just move <laughs> so you got to tell them the time frame. Yeah, so you know it. I fixed that the clock so now they're that one's reading correctly i set that clock on five o'clock just because it's five o'clock somewhere and then that one i actually is the correct time but it dings and it's just like all the time it's like ding ding ding, ding. and it, like every every half hour it goes ding and then like every so like if it if it's seven o'clock seven thirty it'll go ding 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 and then if it's eight o'clock it'll give you f- Four sets of double dings, and so now it's just like yeah. so. It's a double ding clock right yeah. now. Yeah, so it's four four thirty. So yeah, it just does one ding. Mm. At five, it'll go ding ding, or I think I don't know, whatever. But great, who knows? You guys, but you know. So, so you guys, I mean, <laughs> we did yeah, set the clocks for you there. Yes. So there you go. It's five o'clock somewhere on the one. It though, is. But yeah. So are you? I mean, is is um is flight attending still an option for you? What's going on? It. So I was kind of settled in and on being in Charlotte and hoping that I would get a call back, Mm. you know, depending, this was like the initial stages of this pandemic. Right. And so I literally probably lasted, I think like two months in Charlotte and I started to get the travel itch. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, people are going to judge me that I want to go and travel because of what's happening in the world. But I just need to do it because I was kind of starting to get, 
go a little insane with not being close to an ocean mm-hmm. with blue water because now I'm a brat. And I'm oh, like, right, yeah. Um, but I started Googling retreat, wellness retreats because okay. originally that's what I wanted to go and do like on my time off in the off season of living on an island. I wanted to go to like a surf yoga retreat. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking up what would be in the U.S. that I could go to. And then because I wasn't working at the time, I was like, okay, well, all I have is time. So I could work at a retreat and get the experience to then own my own retreat someday and just see what I like, see how the flow of everything goes to have that experience because I'm really passionate about fitness and wellness and just helping people get excited about moving their body. So I found... I was just sending out emails. This this was like, I would stay up at like 2 a.m. just sending out random emails to people all over at these different retreats. And one day I just got a call from Hawaii and I'm like, really? Oh my gosh, Hawaii is calling me? What the heck? And I talked to this lady at the retreat center where I eventually moved um, over to. And she was like, yeah, come on. You can, I did a work trade. So you stay, you stay. And then in return for your free stay and accommodations, you work, um, a certain amount of hours on the property. So it wasn't necessarily like a lot of people think that I was like a woofer, which is organic farming. Okay. What is the woofer? What is it? It's like world organization for organic something. I don't know. That's Yeah, organic farming. Um, Okay. But it was a a holistic bed and breakfast. So I would do a little bit of both, um, make sure everything was good. It was definitely an experience. Yeah. I thought that I was roughing it when I lived in St. John. Oh, really? It's pretty rough there? And then... I got to live in Hawaii and I basically was in like a tree house. <laughs> and I'm, I am born and raised in Charlotte. So I'm pretty much like a little city girl who my family never went camping. So when I got to Hawaii, I was like, okay, I can do this. Right. And my first night I was like, okay, I can do this <laughs> because it's so beautiful. Yeah. And so now I feel like any experience that I have, like I know how simple I can actually live and I could go and camp somewhere now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that is kind of, um, you know, I, I think, uh, especially your generation now, which I really like that you guys are doing this is you're kind of putting, um, you know, my generation was okay. Go to college, get a job, Mm -hmm. get, you know, get the house, get the mortgage, get a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. Whereas the younger generation is more like they're, they're valuing the experiences more than the stuff. Definitely. And so it's like, you know, they don't, I mean, not saying they don't, I mean, a lot of people get in huge amounts of student loan Mm -hmm. debt, but a lot of the kids, I mean, like Taylor, for instance, I mean, like, you know, I mean, instead of getting, going to college and getting $200,000 in debt, she's going out and experiencing the world and she's found a way to monetize that as well. So, and I think that's, you know, and she's, she values the experience more than the things. I know. And I, I think that's like what her and I can bond about so much because she's so inspiring to me and we can teach each other different things. And obviously we have so much fun together, but our minds are not on material items and they're about experiences and trying to be really present. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things that you don't see in the background of like living a life on an Island, but 
it's definitely worth it. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, there's a lot of trade-offs. I mean, like we were mm-hmm. talking to Sam, who's a, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, because he's got, uh, is he, wait, is he working on his master's? What is he doing? He is working on just completing his education, mm-hmm. and then I think he is doing a master's yeah. program in finance or business or something like but that. He, he was talking about, you know, it's just like, okay, I, you know, because society kind of judges you by your status and how much money you make and all that. And he's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I, I kind of feel conflicted because like, I'm not doing those things, but I'm really enjoying my life. Right. You know, so who's actually wasting, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're wasting your life. Do that. Like who's actually wasting their life. Is it the person that goes to the cubicle every day, 40 hours or 50 hours a week, and then does the same thing every day or the person that goes and explores and sure they may not have any money to show at the end of it, but they've had a pretty awesome experience. You know? Right. I think it's really, to each its own because I could define success very different than someone who is living the corporate life. I got a glimpse of that life and it was fun to, you know, roll around in a business suit and like (laughs) talk a bunch of crap to the bankers I was working with. But at the same time, I didn't expose myself to this lifestyle to realize I loved it so much Mm -hmm. to that's what I wanted to experience. So So are you going to, I mean, could you go back to uh, the corporate world eventually? I mean, what's the plan? I think I would corrupt corporate America if I went back. Uh Um, But I think the plan is really... And what I've kind of been learning more and more about myself is I, I really love fitness and wellness. And with my business background, I think I can connect the two and focus on doing something with that. And I am going back to Hawaii, and I'm really excited to go back. And yeah, well, you're leaving here, though. I know, but I can always come back. Yeah. My goal is just to, to have a setup where I can work for myself and have the fitness and maybe some passive income on, um, hopefully building a, re- a type of retreat and mm-hmm. maybe doing like Caribbean and Hawaii. Cause I love them both. Yeah. This is like big dreamer, but I think I can, I think I can do it. And then, um, if you know, you need a crew member <laughs> oh, sure. then I'll be like, yeah, I actually work for myself. So uh, I yeah. can take this time off to go and explore because I love the water too. Um, so what, I mean, you say you love the Caribbean and Hawaii. What are the, what are the differences and what are the drawbacks of each one? I mean, like why, why, why do you like Hawaii so much and what does it have that the Caribbean's missing and then vice versa? Okay. So where I live on the big island right now, mm-hmm. I always tell the fact mm-hmm. of it has 11 out of 13 climates mm-hmm. on the big island of Hawaii. And I think that's super cool because... I have really been able to see firsthand on like organic agricultural farming. And so you get really fresh produce there. Everything can grow in Hawaii. The downfall is you were living in the most remote place. Right. Yeah. um, You can't just order something on Amazon and have it the next day. Right. Well, you can't do that down here either. but. But then the good thing, too, is like you can drive 45 minutes each direction have a new adventure, which is fun. If you like to hike, if you like to dive, if you like to surf, there's all different things and activities for everybody, but it still has the city feel. So you have like Target, you have grocery stores, you have access to whereas like being on St. John, you had to, if you needed anything, you your fly. option is Kohl's yeah. and 
you have to get on a ferry. And then also the produce is coming, you know, from everywhere but St. John because the soil is not as fertile to have really good produce. I think that's one of the drawbacks, in my opinion. I mean, I'm I'm sure Hawaii is very expensive as well, but Mm -hmm. one of the drawbacks of, of the Caribbean in general, I mean, there are some bigger islands where they do grow some stuff, especially you get a little further down south, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, especially the places like the Bahamas, because you said this, the soil is, uh, I mean, I know technically the Bahamas is not the Caribbean. Don't leave me in the comment. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, but, you know, you can't, uh, there's just not enough land to grow stuff. And so everything's got to be imported. Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, you, then you, you're doing the duties on that. Plus, then you got to transport it. It's got to be transported like three times. Right. But, and so it is pretty expensive down here. It is. And I know that they are doing more like hydroponic. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say that word. Yeah. But they're doing more of that. So you, you can get greens and sprouts and stuff on St. John and the other islands. But I love the... The best pro of Hawaii is the community that I have. It's a lot of people my age right now who have the same mindset, but they're diving into more of the service um, service field of health related stuff. So, like, like massage, in, therapy, okay, massage therapy. Okay. Um, a lot of like the hippie, you know, like sound healing and stuff yeah, like that. There's definitely a lot of hippies in uh, and Hawaii. yoga yeah. and fitness. And so like I relate more to this crowd rather than um, the community that I love here. But it's just more um, tourism and yeah, island beach sitting type feel so I, I mean i've done i've only been to hawaii really once i mean i've been there a couple times on airplanes but i don't count that because i never really left i mean i've right. only been there once for five days and you know came across quite a few hippies when we were doing the road to hana <laughs> but like like i i like okay i mean i know it's it's me just judging from what i said you shouldn't but whatever uh like i like the clean hippies not the dirty hippies you know what i mean well taylor and i coined a new word what it's is that? called shippies shippy Okay. It's we're hippies that on a ship. That on oh. well, we're on a ship and we shave. Okay, shaving hippies. But yes. you know, as a feminist, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> shave if you want to, shave if you don't. Right, right. Or don't shave if you don't want to. But yeah. we're clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, we smell good. You're right. Maybe like essential oils. Yeah, but that's okay. I know some hippies that <laughs> like. Oh man, I put some oil on and I'm fine. I don't need a shower. I'm like. Eh. Okay, I mean, you might need a shower. Yeah, so, but yeah, so I mean, so what is it? Uh, so that's, I guess, so what is uh, Hawaii missing then that is, you know, St. John has better? So, St. John, I love the beaches. Yeah. And because Hawaii is more like it's, there's so much energy there with like the volcanic eruptions and, on the Big Island, there's like five volcanoes. So everywhere you go, you have the the jagged, dramatic cliffs, right? And you don't really have the sand, right? Because well, I mean, it's I mean, they're all I mean, especially the Big Island. I mean, they're all I mean, in relative terms, brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so that hasn't had time to erode to the nice, soft sand beaches, right? And so I think when I first arrived. And got out of my quarantine because I had to do like two weeks in quarantine when I got to Hawaii. I hadn't gotten in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So I walked down to the best snorkel spot in on the island of Hawaii and I got in and I automatically saw like 
trigger fish, which you don't really see until you get into deeper water. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then right before I got in the water, someone was like, oh, um, you need to be careful because it's tiger shark season and they're mating and oh, i'm really? like you're gonna tell me this and i just jumped <laughs> off a cliff into the water with snorkel gear on yeah, and right. it's like 50 feet mm-hmm. under me and more so there's more you see bigger things rather than like the smaller fish right. but um the snorkeling here in the virgin islands is way better I mean, coral reefs everywhere are kind of hurting, but um, the beaches, the sandy beaches. Now I come here and I'm like, dang, I'll dive off the boat, right? you know, and feel really safe because I feel like I'm in a swimming pool compared to like some deep, deep water, which is kind of scary. It is. (gasps) No, I mean, mean, it it is a little bit nerve wracking. I mean, when you're out there and, you know, 30, 40 feet of water, it's not that big a deal. It it doesn't feel like that big a deal. Right. I mean, like remember we dove on the San uh, Puerto mm-hmm. Rican trench or s- jumped off the boat. I mean, it's nothing around. So it means like, it's a little scary because you're like right. something big could come out from underneath you. From nowhere. <laughs> and it's probably like triple the size, yeah, you know, yeah. than onshore. But that's the same exact feeling that I got a couple of times when I was snorkeling because I'm like, the water is so deep blue. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to see. And then you just get in your mind and you're like, okay. I'm not in the Caribbean right. and there's not a shallow bottom. I'm okay. I just need to let go. So it, here. <laughs> the the water is is it much colder in Hawaii? I feel, I feel like it's colder. We need to probably check the temperatures, but it does get colder. Yeah. And I think because of all the energy with the waves and it's churning from that deeper water that just keeps yeah. the water cold. And then also with the climates there, you can go in the morning from wearing like a hoodie and sweatpants and not sweating to like it being a really comfortable like 85 degrees. Right. That's pretty much the temperature that it stays at. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of nice. like, you know, maybe like a, the California type, you know, well, I mean, because that, that's I mean, like I remember going to uh, I think it was I mean, we went to a San Francisco Giants game and it was like August or mm-hmm. something and so I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt I was freezing my butt off right it was so cold I think it was uh, um, oh man I'm, uh, what's his name <laughs> can't remember his name but he said that he's never experienced a colder winter than a summer in San Francisco I think oh that is true oh, oh gosh uh, some, leave me a comment I can't remember he's the famous anyway pout up Oh, well, doesn't matter. It'll come to you. Yeah, like two hours from now. <laughs> exactly. Just in there. Like, uh, crap. <laughs> so what's, I mean, so you, you've you done, you've been here, it'll be about six weeks or so, and then you're going to head back to Hawaii, and what are you going to do there? I mean. I'm going to get back on the grind. Yeah? I feel like I've been relaxing and having so much fun here. So you've been studying for your personal trainer stuff. Yes. So, so. with this time, and uncertainty of everything. I'm just like, okay, I might as well get another certification. I have my group fitness, but right now to really be more valuable, you just have to continue to keep learning. Right. Like you doing your drone certification. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I'm getting Never my mind. drone, my drone license. I'm getting it. So I, I need to, yes. I, I need to have the, I'm, I, I take the test in just a few days. So um, maybe by the time this comes out, I'll already have it. So don't report me. 
please. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so I just decided, I'm like, okay, I might as well just get my personal training cert. Um, It's through NASM, which is accredited. It kind of goes back to like Sam doing his master's. It's just more professional, even if we have all these resources out there to learn and study about nutrition and health and moving your body. It's it's just kind of like the next thing to say, oh, I have this. So, so what, what, uh, I mean, how do you, is like Hawaii going to be home now? Or I mean, wh- I mean, are you just, it is home for now or what? It's home for now. Okay. Yes. I so know. I just signed a six month lease. Okay. So I'll be there for at least six months and that will be exciting, mm-hmm. but you never know. I right? feel like I can just. Might end up in Alaska or something. You never know. You never know. I could end up in Alaska, (laughs) but probably not because I really need to be by warmer water. Oh, yeah. You see, warmer. You had to clarify with warmer because there's there's water water in Alaska. Glacial. Yeah, not really interested. But I think I really see myself being near the water or working on the water or in the air. Mm -hmm. So three choices there. You right, know? right. Um, so I guess it I'm just gonna keep doing me and enjoy where I'm at and if I feel the itch that I need to go somewhere else, I'm sure an opportunity will present itself and then I can figure that out later. Yep. Well, that's good. Spoken way to do it. from a true shippy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well that's kind of a good thing. I mean, you know, being able to like uh you know, uh that that's Okay, so many people that like go into the corporate life and all that, and then they get the all all the debt that goes with it. I mean, then they can't go like okay, if you know, they can't just be like, you know what, I want to move to Hawaii for six months. I mean, right? They just can't do it because they have too many things tying them down. So that's pretty cool. It is cool, and I think like the biggest comments that I get like from my friends and my family, like I I like to bounce around. But at some point, it's like if you do want a solid community of people, you have to be in one place for a little bit rather than like, okay, I have friends all over the place that I can visit. So I feel like you do give up a little bit um, and compromise to have this type of lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely. I mean, you you do. I mean, uh, yeah, because you, you can't have – I mean, I still have a lot of good friends back mm-hmm. home, and we, we keep in touch regularly. But, I mean, it's like, you know, I may only see them every three or four months. You know, right. when I, when I'm, I'm going home for a week next week for just to visit family and mm-hmm. do, a, do a few things and buy a few things and stuff like that. Um, so, but, yeah, it is kind of – yeah. But, I mean, there's pluses and minuses to each way, so you can't – I mean, I go home for a week and, like – by day five, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to leave. I know. I'm the same way. But I am I am making a trip to Charlotte before I go back to Hawaii. So I'll spend time with my niece, my sister, go surf with my brother, hang out with my family. Is your family at all like you are, vagabondy type thing? Or are they... No. Okay, so... And so when I first moved to St. John, I, like, am the middle child. And I'm pretty sure, like, a week before that, I was still working in corporate America. And I'm sitting on the couch with my dad after I had come back from St. John. And a week before that... Were you just... So you were... Like, you're saying when you came back last last year. This was, like, the first time before I, like, really made the leap to move to St. So John. did you just come down here to visit then or what? I came down to visit. Okay. Yeah. Right, I came... So. Originally, I came down... Just to have like a week with my best friend. Okay. She is still dating, but um, 
she was dating this lifeguard from where we went to school and I never met him because she had one more extra semester Mm -hmm. of school. And so I was in Atlanta at that time and she's like, yeah, I'm moving to St. John. And I'm like, one, where's that on a map? (laughs) Two, who is this guy that's influencing you to do this? And three, I got to come see you. Yeah. Right. So I came out to see them and had like the best time ever came back, was sitting on the couch with my dad. And I'm like, I think I'm going to quit my job and become a a snorkel instructor. A snorkel instructor. (laughs) And he was like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, didn't you say the week before you wanted to be a firefighter? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. So I think what happens with my family is they don't believe things until I actually am stepping foot on the plane. Okay. And they also thought that I would only make it like a month right? Um, living on an island. So, did, did you have anything saved up or anything? Or, I mean, did you have a job lined up before you came down? Or what, how, did, how, did that, how did that go? Oh, so when you, you have to work hard and like maybe multiple jobs if you want to live on an island just because it's expensive. Right. And now people have the luxury of working their remote job and then relocating to the islands, which I've seen that happening a lot, especially in Hawaii. Yeah. Because people are like, okay, now I work remote. So I have the money and I can go and play on my time off, but maybe I have to compromise the work hours that I do. Mm -hmm. But working in tourism or hospitality, you have to hustle. So I, when I was down here, my best friend, Sam, was working her job, so I had a lot of free time to myself. So I went and was just, like, laying out on the beach and ended up meeting this woman who owned a bunch of business in the Virgin Islands. And she was like, yeah, if you ever want to come work for me, just give me a call. And, of course, my crazy self is like, I'm probably going to give her a call. Yeah, right? Why not? <laughs> and I, like, went – I was in a bank and commuting, like – four hours a day covering the state of North Carolina with a bank. Yeah. And I was just like, why am I looking at this screensaver of the beach when I could actually be there? And so I had money saved up from my corporate job and I was like, okay, maybe I'll just do a couple months, see how it is, you know, make money, but not really have to live off that money that I'm making. And then, Look at me now. I'm still living the island life. So like, so like the other people that are kind of living the same lifestyle, just like, you know, hey, I'm going to move to St. John or mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Hawaii and do all that. I mean, how how are they making ends meet the same way? Just like they move and get a job and like do two or three jobs just to be able to do it? Or how do they, how do they make the ends meet to do all that? Well, a lot of people. So if you move to an island with St. John, you're either working as a bartender in a restaurant, as a tour guide or on a boat. Mm-hmm. And then um, with how tourism is over here right now that we've seen, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, so, yeah, if anybody's looking for a job, come to St. John. Literally, a boat job yeah. if you want to do anything. Yeah, like, there's a, they're hiring. Yeah. Um, so working like that, like what I did in St. John, I was like a snorkel guide. I did hikes and kayaks. And then on the side, I also did a little bit of personal training, group fitness. And that's how I kind of made ends meet. And then in Hawaii now, I have done so many odd jobs just to like make cash and just see what I like and 
I worked at a surf shop. I've done mango. I was a mango farmer. Mango farmer. Okay. Which is really fun and exciting. uh, Not really. You wash mangoes. Wash mangoes. I I got to learn about all the types of mangoes. You get stung by wasps when you're Ah, freaking pruning the trees. It's so fun, you know? Um, and then when I did my work trade, I was like installing water heaters and stuff. So <laughs> just, you know, living the life. All right. Yeah. Just doing installing water heaters. Different things. I've done a couple. I could have put you to, I didn't know you did all that. I could have put you to work. Yeah. Well, now you know, and okay. I'm heading out in yeah, a couple right, days. Yeah, so yeah. don't want me to. What are we, what's today? Today's a, tw- yeah, we only got a week left. I know. We have one week left. Wow. Which is crazy. Okay. But yeah, so you kind of just. A lot of people who I meet who are my age and they might have not had the corporate experience or savings at all are definitely like working to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lot of the friends that I work with now or live and hang out with now, it's they like really believe in themselves and everybody's really well educated and constantly wanting to learn new things. So I think opportunities come a little bit quicker and at a better like value for their time. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So not as much like grind. Yeah. But still a grind. Well, I mean, it's you, a still, different you still got to work. Yeah, it's a yeah. Different, yeah. Well, I mean, it's something different all the time, too. Mm-hmm. You're not just showing up in a business suit and going and seeing the same stuff all the time. So. Right. I mean, there's something to be said for that, though. I mean, if you enjoy your job, I, mean, I think if you enjoy your job, I mean, it's not really work. So. Well, if we all wanted to be, you know, an island beach hippie girl, yeah, then it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. <laughs> right, yeah. So I'm appreciative of everybody who has yeah. their own gifts and has to hustle their own way and maybe like it. Yeah. And that's like with going back to what you were saying is anyone in my family like that. Right. It's, I have to appreciate, you know, what they're comfortable with in their life. And fortunately for me, it's like, I don't really have the commitments that my family does. Like my sister's married with a kid, so she can't just up and leave, right. you know, and my brother's in school and maybe he'll come visit me, but he's comfortable you know, living and doing his school and surfing on the same waves that he likes every day. So I think sometimes I have to step back and not be so pushy about the lifestyle I live. That's true. Because I'm like, actually, you are really happy and comfortable with your day to day and you have your community and routine, which is something that I definitely lack as a routine, but that's something I want to work on. Um, but in a fun way. Well, hey, that that's the whole thing is like everybody do what makes them happy. Right. Don't, don't feel don't feel that you're forced into whatever lifestyle you're currently in just because mm-hmm. it's expected of you. If you want to do something different, do it great. If you like the you know the the security of the 9 to 5 and all that, great. If not, then whatever. But Yeah. Anyway. Well, I tell you what, it's been awesome having you as a crew. It's so sad we only have one week left. I know. But you've been really helpful and thank you so much for making it happen. Yes, thanks for having me on the boat and sure. who knows, you might see me again. Oh, I'm sure I'll see you again at some point. So Hawaii first. Hawaii first. So okay, so it's uh the sauce with Sid and on Instagram, you can check her out there. Mm-hmm. And uh well, Thank you for tuning in. So uh, thank you guys for watching and everything. And uh, please click that like and subscribe button. And it's patreon.com slash sailing doodles. If you're uh, 
if you'd like to support the channel. And also, I'm about to come out with another Ask Me Anything. I'll be recording that in the next few days, so our patrons get to ask whatever questions they want, and I will answer them. So uh, it's patreon.com sandnoodles. So again, Sid, thanks for coming. Thanks for and, having me. Sure. And uh, let's say it's almost five. It's, eight. it's about to ding in about 30 seconds. It'll give us two dings, and then we will go to happy hour. Perfect. All right. Let's go. All right. <laughs>